Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the week. Sanctioned by Steel City Collectibles. And now, this is the moment sports card fans listening around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Bringing collectors everywhere up to date industry news, giving the inside scoop on product releases, it's the Steel City Scoop! Good morning, everybody. This is the Steel City Scoop, and this is episode number two. And as I was last week, this is Jason with you. Uh, going to be your host today. I tried to get a couple guests for you. Uh, just couldn't get a couple things worked out. So due to some scheduling issues, so maybe we'll try to get somebody next week and then every week thereafter. Just want to remind everybody, this is episode number two of the Steel City Scoop podcast. Most of you are probably familiar with the Steel City Scoop blog, all the website has all the industry news, up-to-date, hobby information, product releases, any kind of, any, you know, sort of news that you might be looking for. Actually uploaded a page this week to the Still City Scoop. That website is stillcityscoop.com, but we actually uploaded a site or a page to the site this week showing everywhere that you can listen to the podcast um, is available on iTunes. So pretty much will be available on any of the major podcast apps, but we did put some direct links to um, Stitcher, Podbean. I think Overcast is on there. Uh, there are a couple others, Blog Talk Radio, which is the network that we use for the podcast that's on there. And of course the iTunes link is on there as well. Um, but any of the podcast apps that you use now that we have the feed through iTunes, you should be able to pull it in through any podcast app that you use. The only one that we haven't gotten it uploaded to is the Google play uh, network. Just a couple issues on our end with that. So try to get that up as soon as possible. Not sure if anybody has looked on it or looked on Google play for us yet, but trying to get it there. Like I said, though, iTunes is the way to go. Apple Podcasts, we do have it on there. So we'll definitely be available to most podcast listeners. And just to remind everybody, if you can give us a five-star review, uh, five-star rating, write us a review for the podcast, that'll help us kind of go up the ranks, um, be more available, more uh, available for everybody to find, easier to find, and then it'll become, you know, a bigger, bigger podcast for everybody. Help us get some better guests, um, increase our listener base. So those things all kind of go hand in hand together. So anybody that can give us a five-star rating, write us a nice review. We greatly appreciate that. I'm going to go over a few things today, a few probably smaller tidbits. Um, since we don't have a guest this week, definitely going to try to get somebody from next week. 
and I have a few people that we are currently trying to get currently trying to get scheduled down. So get that situated. Once we have a guest finalized, uh, I will make that announcement on Twitter so you guys can watch for that next week or possibly even over the weekend if I can get it finalized that soon for next Friday's show. For the time being, going to do shows on Fridays. We always do shows live and then upload them to all the podcast networks after the fact. But for the time being, going to be around 11 o'clock in the morning every Friday. Eventually, we'll probably move to an afternoon slot, more so like the 2 o'clock Eastern. We'll just kind of see what what works out best. Maybe we'll stay at the 11. Maybe that's just the way to go. So one last thing about the podcast. If you use um, TuneIn or if you have any of the Amazon devices with Alexa, like the Echo or the Dot or anything like that, you can actually find our podcast on your Amazon Alexa device. All you have to do is say, Alexa, play the Steel City Scoop, and it will immediately play the latest episode. So in that case, if you would do it later today, it should play today's episode, or if you do it over the weekend, it would play this episode. If you would like to listen to a previous episode, you can just say play the previous one, which would go back to last week's episode. And, you know, once we get more episodes under our belt, I would imagine you would have to say play episode, you know, X or episode, you know, whatever to find a certain one. I'm not sure how that works past the point of the previous episode, uh, you know, play the previous episode. It doesn't say here at the paper that I'm looking at, but it is a nice convenient thing to be on an Alexa device. I personally do not have any, it's not something I've started using yet. So if anybody does try this and it works out pretty well, let me know. Um, you can send me an email. It's j.martin at steelcitycollectibles.com. Let me know how it works, how it sounds, if it comes through well, if you have to have the tune in app on or associated with your Amazon account, let me know how it works, if it's easy, convenient, all that fun stuff. Or maybe I'll just have to buy a device and try it myself. So, see how it goes. First thing I really wanted to talk about this week was the the plan for SGC. So, SGC, Sports Card Guarantee, is one of the top grading companies, arguably the third most popular behind Beckett or BGS and then PSA. So depending on the type of cards, you know, you could argue that PSA is more popular than BGS or vice versa. It's kind of a personal opinion on the slab, the grading, the labels, what people like to see on the label, how they look, um, how secure the cards are. There's tons of personal opinions that can go into that. I personally have always been a fan of the SGC slab. It has that nice little black, I guess it's probably a foam insert, kind of has that museum look, makes the cards look, you know, like a museum display, in my opinion, where it has the little corner cutouts to protect the corners, but it just provides a nice, that black is just a nice backdrop to the card, and it works well, especially with the minis, you know, a museum look and a 1909 card, you know, or even the more recent Ginter, you know, I don't want to say reprints because they're not, but the more recent Ginter style sets where it's the current players on the old designs and those minis, 
you know, the SGC holder, that SGC slab is just a, it's a very museum-like presentation. The one, I guess, complaint, complaint might be a tough word, but the one complaint I always had personally was the label. Um, The older label is more of what bothered me as opposed to the recent labels, but the older label had the smaller writings, uh, smaller text for the title of the card, the number of the year, the, you know, the, the whole listing was small. I don't want to say it was smaller. Maybe that's a bad, bad description. It seems smaller maybe because everything was kind of compiled into a small space where there wasn't a lot of extra space. Now, I know that happens with BGS and PSA, but for whatever reason, it just seemed that the, to me the SGC was a little bit more difficult to read. And I always felt that the outer trim of the label, you could kind of see white where the, where the green would end. So that always kind of bothered me just because I felt like with a Beckett label, you know, it has that silver or copper or bronze, whatever color you want to call it for the gym mints. It almost looks like a metal piece as opposed to a piece of paper that's in there describing the card and the card numbers and, and all of that. So, but SGC with their grading has always been more, uh, more well-known for their grading scale of one to a hundred where a gym mint would be a 98 and a pristine would be a hundred. And you could argue that the gym mint 98 grade is what would be comparable to a PSA 10 or a Beckett BGS 9.5. Everybody has an opinion on grading and what company is better and how they're comparable to the others. So I'll leave that up to you guys, but what they've decided to do is to eliminate that 100-point scale and focus solely on the 1 to 10 system. Now, the 1 to 10 system has always been there, but it was never the primary grade for SGC. SGC's primary grade was always the 100-point scale. So you would have, say, your 96, which which was comparable to a mint 9. You would have your 96 above the nine grade. So your 96 would say be a 24 size font where the nine grade of a mint would be in a 12 font. So that nine grade was in a font that was half the size of the hundred point scale. So you would definitely see the hundred, excuse me, the hundred point scale 96 grade first because it was a font say double the size of the other, but it was confusing to some collectors that had never seen an SGC slab before or an SGC graded card because, as I mentioned earlier, predominantly most graded cards are Beckett or PSA, at least from the selling standpoint, selling and buying standpoint. Um, There may be collectors out there that only do SGC because they love the slab or love the label, love the look, we know whatever it is. They may have hundreds or thousands of SGC cards in their collection, but I would say to the masses, you're going to see BGS and PSA a lot more often. 
So they're moving to the one to ten system. Not sure exactly when. Um, actually, this news came out last week um, from. I've seen it on Sports Collectors Daily, and I think that might have been the only uh, news source where I saw it. I actually saw it a couple days late. It doesn't have a date for when this will take effect. What I've seen is kind of the assumption is that it'll be around the national. And they also have a couple other things going on with uniform authentication, I believe, that's going to be... I don't want to say announced because it's already been announced, but going to be implemented around the time of the national. So big things coming for SGC. I think one thing that will set them apart from PSA now a little bit more on the vintage, because typically most people, if they have vintage cards, they like to go either SGC or PSA. But one thing that is going to differentiate them from PSA now is with this 1 to 10 scale, they are also including the 9.5 grade, which is offered by Beckett, uh, BGS, whatever you want to call it. But BGS is pretty much the only one that has ever done a 9.5 grade for their cards. Um, typically, BGS 9.5 is as high as you'll find for most. Every once in a while, there's going to be a pristine 10, but those are... I don't want to say few and far between, but those are definitely more limited. Probably one out of every 100 or 200 cards graded are probably going to get a BGS 10. It's a very small ratio. So usually when people are collecting the higher end cards, they're going to go for a 9.5. So I think SGC probably saw where that was important, especially because PSA doesn't have that grade. So that is something that, that they can offer is that grade to where you might not have quite a perfect, perfect card that's going to get a 10, but it's better than a mint that would get a 9. So that 9.5 does come in handy. It's a it's a love-hate thing between certain collectors, but I think it will be important going forward. Um, it'll be interesting to see if PSA would ever change their mind on that as well um, and implement a 9.5 grade themselves, being that out of the big three, they would be the only one that would no longer have it. Um, so that'll definitely be interesting. Um, look forward around, like it says here, changes are expected to take place before the national convention in early August. So we're about a month away from that. It'll be interesting to see if there is a firm cutoff day or if it is just, you know, you send cards in and they magically come back with the new, the new grading scale and the new labels, or if it's going to, you know, have a firm cutoff of say August 1st, we will no longer have the hundred point scale. So definitely interesting to see what their official announcement is. And when that comes out, look for it, you know, like I said, before the national. So just over a month away um, at the most. Kind of step away from the cards a little bit. Don't know if any of you saw College World, College World Series game last night, but Oregon State actually won the Division One College World Series last night, 
and defeated Arkansas in the best of three series. And everybody is talking now about Kevin Abel. He is the freshman pitcher from Oregon State that pitched a complete game shutout in a deciding game of the College World Series. And if I remember correctly, he is only the fourth pitcher. I'm trying to look here real quick. No pitcher ever won four games in a single College World Series before. And he is just the fourth pitcher in College World Series history to throw a complete game in the complete game shutout in the championship game. Excuse me. So with that, I'm sure a lot of collectors that follow baseball that are diehards, that are prospectors, paid attention to that game last night. What's interesting is being that he's a freshman, he doesn't have a ton of cards out. Um, He actually has cards from 2015 Panini USA Baseball, which are, they're limited. So if you want to get one, your best bet is probably going to be to take a chance on buying a box. Um, He has two cards. They're both autographed jersey cards. One is out of 49 and one is out of 50. So all in all, 99 cards. I'm almost 100% positive that they are both jersey autograph or swatch autographs or autograph relics, whatever you want to call it. But combined between the two, there are only 99 copies. And that was when he was part of the 17 and under USA baseball team. Those are in 2015 um, USA baseball from Panini. Those actually are on the Steel City Collectibles website. Those are, I think, $44.95 a box at the moment. We'll check real quick. Yep, those are $44.95 a box. Actually, is a hobby box set. <clears throat> His other option for a card is from 2016 Leaf Perfect Game and good luck finding these. Uh, these are at least in box form. These are never made in large quantities as far as boxes go, but now that we're two years out from this release, he has some on eBay. Um, if Kevin Abel, Leaf Perfect Game, and it's Abel, A-B-E-L. But he does have some base, some parallels, some autographs. So there is an autograph in that as well. Those are definitely hard to find as far as boxes and packs would go. Um, You are going to be better off to try to buy the cards outright, at least for the perfect game. Um, It's kind of the opposite for the Panini USA Baseball. There aren't many of those on eBay. I think there was only one. So you'd be better off in that case to try the boxes because you're going to get a few relics per box for $44.95. But this is a guy you definitely want to get on keep an eye on. He's a freshman pitcher for Oregon State. Going to win, you know, or already did win, I guess, but it's going to Yes. 
I mean, I would imagine for a freshman, his performance, he had, let's see, 21, I think he pitched 21 innings. Trying to find his stats real quick. He pitched 21 innings, gave up seven hits, two earned runs, actually two runs, two earned runs, seven walks, and 23 strikeouts. So his strikeout to walk ratio, roughly three and a half to one. 23 strikeouts in 21 innings, four appearances. He started twice. I mean, Kevin Abel, I would definitely say, is somebody you need to keep on your radar. So even if you're not going to try to get one of his cards right now, that this is obviously going to be the hottest time for him if you're going to buy singles. But, you know, maybe wait till November, December. College baseball has cooled off. Baseball in general has cooled off a little bit. And look for Kevin Abel and maybe pick one up for, you know, 50 to 75% of what the cost would be right now. But it's definitely somebody you're going to want to keep an eye on, put some cards aside. You know, maybe if he stays four years, he's the number one draft pick in, so what would that be, 1920 and 2021? You know, maybe he's a number one or even a top 10 draft pick after he stays for four years. Other guys from Oregon State that you can pay attention to, um, Nick Madrigal just got drafted number four overall by the Chicago White Sox. Um, they had two other first round picks. Let up real quick. Two other first round picks. Minnesota Twins picked Trevor Larnick, 20th overall. Um, if you actually watched the draft, Trevor was the guy sitting to the right of Nick Madrigal whenever he was drafted. Uh, but Madrigal was fourth overall. He has a ton of USA Baseball options to pick up right now. Let's see. Trevor Lorenick, on the other hand, not too much. Um, doesn't look like he has anything available as far as cards go. Madrigal, he's had USA options for a couple years. And then the other one was Caden Grenier. He was selected by the Baltimore Orioles, 37th overall. Um, he was actually in the CBA round, so in between the first and the second. But this is an Oregon State team that won the championship you know, when at a time when they're probably going to lose, you know, three or four of their top players because of the draft. So this was definitely their time to win it. They needed to do it now. Unfortunately for Arkansas, you know, it seems like the play from Wednesday night where the three players couldn't come up with that pop-up on the right side of the infield, you know, it's heartbreaking knowing what has happened now. It's heartbreaking to see that where that out would have clinched the title for them, but also because they couldn't do it with a second opportunity in game three. Uh, but definitely unfortunate for Arkansas. And I, I kind of feel like that play granted college world series baseball is not exactly on everybody's radar. It's not like the, the men's basketball championship or even the NCAA football, you know, the title game, whichever bowl game it is that year. 
it's not as watched as those two events. However, I have to feel like that that play where the ball went in between those three Arkansas players, I have to feel like that is going to go down in history as kind of like that Trevor Trevor as that Chris Weber timeout miscue in I want to say what was that 93 when he tried to call timeout against North Carolina and they didn't have any timeouts left everybody remembers that play you know and we're talking about it 25 years later I have to wonder if that Arkansas play is going to go down in history the same way that Chris Weber play did All right, moving on, we're going to go ahead and talk real quick about one of the releases that came out this week. 2018 Stadium Club Baseball came out. Everybody knows this set's always been famous for the photography going back to 1991 with famous cards of Nolan Ryan in a tuxedo, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. with the bats, that horizontal card with the bats uh, beside him. Trying to think there were a few cards people put up on our Twitter account of some of their favorite cards. And it was kind of surprising to me because when I think of Stadium Club and my favorite Stadium Club cards, I go back to 91, 92. There were some people putting up stuff from 95, 96. You know, so everybody loves Stadium Club for their photos. And it's kind of interesting to not see everybody pick the same one or two years that this has been that kind of iconic set that will define tops and their photography for four years to come. 2018 was no different. All kinds of cool and amazing photos. You know, the Bo Jackson card, for some reason, I just, I love that card. The Mariana Rivera, not a Yankee fan whatsoever, but that Mariana Rivera card is just amazing. And I don't, I think personally, that'll be one of the cards that, you know, five, 10, 20 years later, we'll look back at that card as an amazing card. You know, I saw a lot of people talking about the Ted Williams card where the bat is bent back. And I think um, I think even Ryan Cracknell had mentioned it kind of reminded him of an old starting lineup figure with the bent back. You know, so that's that's a pretty cool memory for him and a pretty cool connection. But Stadium Club is just one of those things where the photos are what matter. Um, it's nice that they have some on-card signatures. But to top it all off, there are image variations or photo variations, whatever you want to call it, included in the set. Looks like there's going to be around 50, all kinds of players in there. Um, Clayton Kershaw, Bryce Harper, uh, Mike Trout, all your top guys. Bo Jackson is one, Carlos Correa, Lindor, Chris Sale. Uh, the Bo Jackson is a pretty cool one. He's breaking the batter over his knee. You know, that's one thing that Bo Jackson was always famous for. Will Clark, um, Cal Ripken's in there, Manny Machado, Nolan Ryan. It's interesting. This is Nolan Ryan as an Astro. Um, and personally, I like the base card more than the photo variation because the base card has the, um, the Astros uniform that has the stripes on the front, the big, huge orange and yellow stripes. Otani has a variation, of course. I'm not surprised there. 
some of the other guys, Ted Williams, Roberto Clemente, Chris Bryant, um, Frank Thomas, Aaron Judge, Hugh Darvish, Randy Johnson has some Diamondbacks cards in there. Jeter's back, McGuire's back, Piazza's back. Um, Piazza is actually with the Dodgers for these cards. He has a base and a variation. And then two of the surprises were Glaber Torres and Ronald Acuna. They are image variations, but they do not have base cards. So what that means is, for example, Glaber Torres is card number 213 as the image variation to D.D. Gregorius, who is the base card. And then for 223, Ronald Acuna, he is the image variation to the base card of Hank Aaron. So a little surprise there. That was unannounced. They were only announced as having autographs in the set. Um, so the photo variations was a nice little inclusion from Tops. Kind of similar to what they did with Series 2. They included them kind of at the last minute. I would imagine this is the same scenario, but they did. I haven't seen anything that that was an official, you know, an official announcement. That, yes, this was last minute. So that has been popular. Two autographs per box, for, per hobby box for that one. Um, I want to say it's 18 packs per box. I'll pull that, pull that one up real quick. 16 packs per box. So that one is eight cards per pack, 16 packs per box, two autographs per box on average. And everything that I've seen so far is on card. And I haven't seen any redemptions personally. So that's a nice touch. I don't want to say that's 100%. But from what I've seen, everything is on card. There are some older stars in there. You know, Good and Strawberry, Jose Canseco. Those are always nice. Haven't seen any of the more, uh, I don't want to say fan favorite stars, but I remember a couple of years ago, there were guys like Marquise Grissom and Cliff Floyd that weren't top tier stars from their day of like Canseco and Strawberry, but they were still stars nonetheless. Um, haven't seen any of those. It looks like it's more the uh, fan favorites that are typically in top sets, like the Goodens and Strawberries. So, if I see anything else, I will definitely let you guys know. That one came out this week. That was popular. Other stuff that came out this week was Donner's Elite Football. Um, that had some, I want to say, three hits per box. That was has done very well. Panini and Case Basketball came out this week. You get one BGS slabbed autograph card per box on that. That's going right now for two nineteen ninety five. Definitely going to be a popular product. Um, I've opened a few myself. Had some nice patches come out of it, as well as the BGS slab card. Inception came out on Wednesday, and today is a big day for Tops. This is Museum Collection, and I think there are four hits per box on that one. Right around $200 a box. Each box guaranteed to contain one arm card autograph, one autograph relic, one quad relic, and one prime relic. And usually that prime relic is going to mean it's a patch. So four hits per box, four packs per box. So one pack, or excuse me, one hit per pack. Right around $200. Uh, 
um, a box, but these are always very nice. The patches are nice. There's multiple colors, um, and they typically have larger swatches, so that always makes it a nice museum. It's always a very pretty, very aesthetic set. A um, little pricey for some, $200 a box for four packs, but it's hard to blame, you know, blame tops for what comes out of here. This is a very visually appealing set. And let's stick with tops for a second. I don't know if any of you noticed, but a few weeks ago, I want to say probably around the June 10th, June 5th, somewhere in that time frame, Adidas released a shoe in conjunction with Topps. Um, it's actually called the Topps Icon Trainer 4X. And there are three different versions of this. There is a trainer shoe, which is basically the trainer is the one without the spikes. Very similar to, and it's a high top version. There is a high top version that looks pretty much the same that has spikes. And then there is a low version that has spikes. It has a different look to it. Personally, I like the high top more than the low. Um, I first saw this thanks to Darren Ravel. Um, he posted a picture on Twitter. I didn't see a big release from Tops um, or Adidas. I actually saw this, like I said, through Darren Ravel. It's kind of surprised I didn't see more of it from Tops. Uh, but these are baseball cleats available in tons of places East Bay, the Adidas website, um, Dick Sporting Goods. I actually did purchase a pair. And just to give you a little tip, I actually did purchase a pair. Um, from East Bay originally, I have a big foot, and they're the only ones that have size 14. So tried to order from there. Everything that they had was on back order at that point in time. Um, they actually don't have anything listed on the site right now except for the low with the spikes, and that is actually called the Afterburner. Um, the Adidas website still has them. They, they have the Afterburner and the Icon 4. Both have spikes, so finding the shoe, just the regular sneaker without the spikes, I've only seen it at Dick's Sporting Goods, at least on the website. I've not seen it actually in store, and it looks like they have most sizes still available. The trainer's going to run you $110, but to give you a little tip, I ordered one from Dick's, and there are coupon codes out there. I want to say it was $110, and I think I got it for roughly 87 so coupons are out there for this shoe it's a nice shoe for me being i'm a diehard nike guy i haven't bought any nike or any shoes besides nike since 2004 so for me to step out and actually buy an adidas shoe you know it had to look good and it doesn't hurt that it is a tops collaboration however I will say this, my shoe I actually bought to collect, and this is the first shoe that I've ever purchased with no intention of actually ever wearing. So for me to do that, that probably let the Adidas thing slip in and not make me so stringent on sticking with Nike because I don't ever actually intend on wearing these just for the collectability aspect of it. What's interesting, though, if you pull up the a picture of the shoe, 
um, the promo display that was released. I'm assuming this has to be by Adidas, but you would think Tops had some approval with this. This was a little surprising to me. If you look at the background, you'll see a tons of, it looks like baseball cards, but I want to say there are basketball cards in there as well. And I'm imagining that whoever did this, probably Adidas, thought the cards are kind of blurry. You won't be able to see what they are, what brand. We'll just put a bunch of cards up there and not worry about it. Unfortunately for them, I think most collectors can spot certain signature sets where they have that very distinct design. You know, 1991 Fleer. Everybody knows 91 Fleer, that yellow border, um, the thick border up top, and then the thin, thin border on the sides and the bottom. I think everybody knows that. So unfortunately for tops, you know, this display has baseball cards, has basketball cards, it has Fleer cards, it has Don cards. You know, I got to I gotta think if this happens again, they're going to be, uh, they're going to proof that a little bit more thoroughly, you know, maybe tops didn't get a chance to approve, but I would hate to, you know, hate to be on their end if they didn't and get this, this outcome. One other thing in one of the pictures, they have these shoes displayed on a hardwood floor. And then there is a silver Adidas tops. It looks like a box. You know, um, it looks like a box on its side behind the shoes. So I really thought, okay, that's kind of cool. That'll add some collectability to it, kind of the way National Treasures, Flawless. Um, trying to think. I think there's another brand. But the way that those high-end brands have Immaculate, I think that's the other brand. But the way that those have those nice tins and the wooden boxes that you open, you know, when you open those boxes, you know that you have something special. You know that you have a $400 box of cards or, you know, or what have you. So when I order the shoes, I'm, I'm almost as pumped for the box as I was for the shoes. And I get the box and it's the regular black tops or the regular black Adidas shoe box. So nonetheless, I mean, I have my shoes. I'm a little disappointed in the box, but they are pretty cool. If you look around the heel, it's kind of hard to see in the pictures. You'd probably have to get one hands-on. But if you look around the heel and then a little bit to the right and to the left, it has kind of like a hologram refractor type feel to it. Tons of text in there. Go over some of them with you. I mean, it says, you know, Tops, Adidas Baseball. The Tops logo is in there. It's showing stats. Um, it says three-stripe life for Adidas. Showing stats like you would see on the back of a baseball card, average war, OPS. <clears throat> so very cool design. And then if you go up a little bit to where your the heel um, kind of goes right into your leg, not down towards the bottom of your foot, there's a nice tops logo there. And then the tongue is a nice touch. Not sure that anybody would ever actually use this but this would be a cool feature if you could get a game used pair of these off of somebody on the outer part of the tongue. There's a little almost looks like the Superman logo box. Um, that design 
has five sides, has a little, almost like a crowd background to it. And then there is a top line that says stop, top certified. There's a space for a signature. And then below it says autograph. Um, it would be a little difficult to see the person's autograph because of the crowd background. But a nice feature nonetheless uh, by Tops that would be pretty cool if you could get a game used pair signed by a particular player. I will warn you though, they are on eBay. Um, some of the sizes on eBay are going $150, $200. It just kind of depends on what size you're looking for. It seems that 12 is the hot size, 12 or 11. But like I said, they are available on Dick's Sporting Goods still. So don't overpay yet. You can wait till they're actually sold out completely. All right, two more things, and then we will wrap it up today. Going to kind of try, going to try to keep this to an hour, roughly every week. Um, it's going to depend on the guests and who we are talking to that day, or who's in the booth with me. But going to try to go for an hour. I personally probably couldn't do more than an hour myself, just with my voice. Usually, once we hit about 40 minutes or so, it start my throat starts hurting. But Two more things before we wrap it up. Next week, the Topps Factory sets are going to come out. Um, there is a hobby version and a retail version. The release date is Friday, July 6th. Um, let's see here. See what the difference is. The Acuna cards and the Torres cards that were short printed in Series 2 <clears throat> those are included as base cards in the factory sets. So I'm not sure how that's going to work for the short prints that came out of Series 2 packs. If it's going to be the same image, same card number, if it is the same card number, then that base card from Series 2 is going to get replaced. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. So it'll be interesting to see what that does to the Series 2 short prints um, if they are the same image and the same card number, it'll be interesting to see if those prices drop. The hobby version, which is actually the red box, will have five random serial numbered foil board parallels in the set with it. The retail set, you can find it at places like Target and Walmart. And then that, that is the blue box. will have five rookie photo variation cards. The, those will include Otani, Reese Hoskins, Rafael Devers, Ahmed Rosario, and Clint Frazier. And good news for everybody out there listening is Otani was actually cleared yesterday to swing. So we might see him sooner rather than later. And that baseball card market for Otani rookie cards could pick up very, very shortly. All right. Last but not least, the national. Um, we are going to try to get some guests in the next few weeks that will be at the national and that can explain what they're going to be doing at the show at their booth leading up to the show, you know, all the details surrounding all of that. So the month of July for the podcast is kind of going to be a ramp up to the national that'll our guests will, you know, be the guests that we feature will center around events at the national, but I can give you some details about the steel city collectibles booth. <clears throat> This year, Steel City Collectibles is going to be booth number 655 
actually will be directly across from Panini. Panini is going to be booth number 643, and we will be beside Leaf. Um, Leaf is 555. So very close to the upper deck booth as well, and just down from tops <clears throat> two spaces. So I would imagine it's going to be the center center of attention there. Um, like I said, di- directly across from Panini, you can find us there. Um, pretty soon we will have a breakdown page on the website and on Steel City on the Steel City Scoop site as well. That'll have all the details for the National Redemptions. That's always been very popular for us. Other promotions that are going on. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I told you about this time. This is where it starts getting difficult for me to talk more. So, like I said, all the details of the National Redemptions that we do, the promotions. Um, make sure to stop by and visit with us. See what we have going on. I don't want to announce too, too much yet, so I'll just leave it as right now. We're going to be at booth 655. Probably release more details each week as we get closer, and then, like I said, we'll feature some other guests that will be at the National as well. Hopefully, we can get you know some guests from Topps, Panini, Leaf, the whole deal, Upper Deck, kind of spread the love a little bit um, and go from there. I appreciate everybody listening today. This is episode number two. I forgot to mention in the beginning, you can find us on Twitter. It's at SCC Trading Cards. We're on Facebook. You can like us there, SCC Trading Cards. And then please follow us on Instagram. Um, that as well is SCC Trading Cards. Don't forget to subscribe to the Steel City Scoop website. You'll get emails every time we post something, so that way you don't have to search out the information. All the information comes to you. It's very convenient. Come right to your email. Probably two or three posts a day. Some days are lighter than others. Um, I've had some interviews with some Major League Baseball players. Got some more interviews coming up with uh, some other baseball players. I think I got a wrestler coming pretty soon, so stay tuned for those product release information, interesting tidbits on certain people, um, any breaking news that's hobby related. So definitely a good site to check out. But like I said, make sure you subscribe to it. You'll get notifications every time we post anything to the site. Last but not least, please subscribe to this podcast. Excuse me. Please subscribe to the podcast. Like I said, it's on Apple Podcasts. Podbean, Blog Talk, TuneIn, Stitcher, um, Overcast, you know, it's pretty much everywhere you would listen to a podcast. So I appreciate you guys listening today. We will be back next week, probably at the 11 a.m. mark as well. Uh, Make sure you can listen, or if you'd like, you can listen live. If not, you make sure to subscribe, then you'll get the notification of a new episode. This episode should be live here shortly later today. Enjoy your weekend, and we will be back next week, and we will hopefully have a guest for you next week, so stay tuned. As soon as I get an official confirmation, I will make the announcement on that.